Hi, this is John Orberg. I want to say thank you to everybody who came on this journey with us to sit at the feet of great thinker, writer, Paul Turnier. Uh, I will go back to his books many times. When you find something that really helps you to immerse yourself in it, don't rush through it too quickly, is a really good thing to do. And I found especially his thoughts about what does it mean to be a person? And then how do we deal with this horrible problem of guilt? And how do we incorporate grace in our lives to be deeply life-giving? So way to go, everybody that went on that journey. Also, I want to let you know, tomorrow the team tells me that the website for becomenew.me is actually coming online. It will be available. You can go there and check it out. It is going to be like a warehouse of spiritual ideas. And the stuff that we've talked about, the content, these podcasts and so, will be available and accessible through there. Uh, if it's helpful to you, by all means, go and check it out. And hopefully we'll be able to meet each other and our little community on that website. Also, thanks to everybody who signed up to read through. I, I, I've been working on this book, making the 12 steps from AA available as a framework for practical, non-legalistic, life-transforming, spiritual guidance to people, including non-identified addicts. And um, over 400 of you have said that you would like to read through that and give some feedback. How can I make it better? How could it serve small groups and so on? If you haven't signed up for that yet, but you'd still like to do that, I think you still could. But I'm very grateful. So thanks to everybody for that. And I want to tell you what's coming starting tomorrow. We launch into a series called Made to Count because your life was made by God to count. When I was in high school with my pal Chuck, I went to a class on the plays of William Shakespeare and George Bernard Shaw, one of which was a play called Man and Superman. And it has a passage in it that I have loved my whole life long. This then is the true joy of life, to be used for a purpose that you recognize as a mighty one, to be a force of nature, not a selfish, feverish little clod of grievances and ailments complaining because the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the whole community, and it is my privilege, as long as I live, to do for it whatever I can. I want to be thoroughly used up before I die, for it is when I work hard that I am fully alive. I rejoice in life for its own sake. Life, for me, is not a brief candle. It is instead kind of a splendid torch which I want to make burn as brightly as possible before I hand it off to future generations. Now, I have to say, it's hard for me to imagine any human being that has a pulse whose heart does not beat faster at those words, at those thoughts. And there's a reason for that. I believe my life is based on this commitment that we were created by God to matter to count. And the Bible talks about that from the very beginning, that every human being was made in the image of God. And then God gave to human beings a purpose, a mandate, a mission. God has this project that is infinitely larger than anything that we can imagine. And God says to human beings, exercise dominion. I'm giving to you a little kingdom where you are to be creative and powerful in the service of the good. Rule over the earth, the fish in the sea, and the birds in the air. We were made to count. We have a drive for significance. 
but that so easily gets lost. And sometimes it gets really grandiose. And I think, well, I have to count more than other people. It's very interesting that those words to reign or to rule or to exercise dominion were very um, uh, fraught words in the ancient world. And Jesus, when he would talk about them, mostly delivered warnings to them. We're going to look at the word leader. That's a real weighted word in our day. Everybody wants to be a leader. God forbid that you're not a leader. And and the reason that that is so powerful to us is that we were made to count, but it gets so toxic and it becomes all about my ego. Or then I get exhausted and burdened in trying to do it. And I think it's about ways of looking impressive in human terms. Or that I have to uh, live in such a way that my spirit is thin. It's an old saying, I'd rather burn out than rust out. But either way, you're out. I don't want to be out. Or we think that People who really count are folks who are willing to sacrifice relational intimacy and friendship and warmth and connection. George Bernard Shaw himself was apparently a pretty, pretty crusty guy. And among other things, there's a quite famous story of him writing to Winston Churchill and sending him two tickets and saying, uh, I'm sending you two tickets for the first night of my new play. One for you, bring a friend if you have one. And Churchill responded, uh, I'm busy that night. Send me two tickets for the second night of your play, if there is one. And so leaders become people who are competitive with others and constantly trying to show how great they are. And Jesus brings another way of understanding what does it mean to count. He says, let your light, this splendid torch, not a brief candle, this splendid torch, let your light so shine before other people that they see your good deeds and praise the Father who is in heaven. That the strength of the light of your life is not measured by the human impression or worth or size or scale of your deeds or your title or your money or your office. And yet, and yet, and yet, to be used by a purpose that you recognize as a mighty one, to become, with God's help, a force of nature is why we exist. And that's never been needed, I think, more than it is right now. I was at my family reunion this past week. And it was so good. There were 84 of us there. We got a whole lot more. We have been fruitful and multiplied. That's my mom's side of the family, the whole side of the family. One of them there was my cousin Danny's son, Jake. And Jake, you might know him online. He's known as the manufacturing, manufacturing millennial. And he has like six or 700,000 views every month. He has discovered this calling because there are so many amongst young adults who are just kind of floundering, trying to find, what should I do with my life? And people who get highly educated feel uh, exhausted, pressured. Uh, people who don't get an elite education feel like, is there any hope for me? You might know the death, deaths of despair they're being called, uh, opioid use, suicide, addiction, have been so severe that for the first time in a century, the average mortality rate of the United States has gone down. And Jake is an advocate for this one particular field in manufacturing. He says that 20 years ago, only 12% of the people in that field were over 50. Now it's like 26%. And, and uh, the reason people are tuning in is there's hope for young people. So if you're young, you were made to count. If you are old, you are made to count. If you don't know whether you're young or old, you're old. But we're all made to count. And each day, 
we're going to meet together and, and learn about what does it mean to become the kind of person that counts. Because what you do matters. Often, especially people in spirituality fields will remind us we are human beings, not human doings. And that is true. But Alan Willis wrote this wonderful book, How People Change. We are what we do. Over time, the choices that we make and the habits that we form create the characters that we inhabit and the lives that we live. So there is a profound connection between what it is that we do and who it is that we become. And we don't want to get sucked into the wrong kind of doing, grandiose doing, or despairing. The truth is, the truth is, the truth is that you are made to count, but you count the most when you are helping other people count with their lives. And one of the great problems in our day, and we'll see how Jesus talks about this, is that uh, we live in a world, and it's always been this, when we think some people count more than other people. Leaders count, followers don't count. And yet, as we will see, Jesus' great invitation was not go out and lead them, it was come and follow me. Last word for today comes from Paul Tournier. He's got a wonderful little book on surrender and resistance. We talk a lot about surrender. And here's what he writes. No book on theology or ethics, no matter how inspired, can fill the immense gap between our fightness, finiteness and the undreamed-of greatness of God. Only Jesus closed the gap. But starting from the other end, by stripping off His divine majesty, look how great I am, and putting on our human existence. It was when he looked the least impressive to everyone that he was teaching us most how to make our lives count. That's the journey. I'd love you to be a part of it.